0: Mr. K24 Radio, oh yeah! Alrighty, hey, 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 how are you? I want to say good evening to you. It is the first day of the month of December, the year of our Lord 2020. It's um, evening, Tuesday evening for crying out loud. In another six minutes from now, it's going to be 10 p.m. right here in Benin City, Ado State, South, South Nigeria, and of course, somewhere in West Africa. I want to say good evening, whatever day it is you're listening to this podcast, and whenever you're actually listening to the podcast. My name is Mr. K, folks call me the K, okay, and um, I tell you what, it's a delight so have you stop by to check out my audio podcast and i appreciate that pretty much pretty much so all right so what am i going to be thinking out loud about on this particular podcast um it's news chit chat update of the news around the country so that's pretty much what i am going to be thinking out loud about today so let me just quickly and uh, get Get it all started with a story that has to do with um, a certain uh, group known for championing and calling for the secession of members of, um, should I say, their tribesmen from what is today known as Nigeria. All right, in case you're thinking IPOB, you are absolutely correct. Now, contrary to reports that suspected indigenous peoples of Biafra, so known as IPOP, that the members detonated an explosive at the church owned by the father of River State Governor, Jensen Wike, the group on Tuesday denied any involvement in the act. IPOP in a statement issued on Tuesday by its media and publicity secretary, Imam Powerful, said it was unaware of the alleged attack it maintains that members of the group did not indulge in explosive devices and we are not contemplating on doing so anytime in the future this the statement partly reads the attention of the indigenous peoples of Biafra for ably led by their great leader you know i'm quoting the secretary now okay uh, their great leader according to him masinam Kanu has been drawn to the fabricated and state-sponsored According to them, propaganda peddled by Yin and his co travelers that peaceful and innocent members of IPOP are responsible for an alleged attack on his father's building on Saturday night. According to him, we want to state categorically and for record purposes that IPOP knows nothing about the said purported attack. We do not indulge in explosive devices and we do not actually have any intentions to do so in the nearest future. IPop advised the Nigerian police and Governor Wiki to stop peddling outlandish lies against it. The group also accused the Governor of deploying same tactics the Nigerian government deployed to infuse violence into peaceful and sans protests in Lagos and Abuja. We seek to advise the Nigerian police and Yin Sum to stop peddling uplandish lies in the mode of Lie Muhammad. We used a mere concocted allegation and without recourse to judicial process to unleash another round of genocide on Biafran soil in Obibo. Now for that he would never ever be forgiven. No matter how long the truth is covered and suppressed, it must certainly surface in the end. All those trying to create a scenario to implicate IPOP shall never escape divine justice, according to the secretary. From all indications, the young man is actually totally pissed off right now, if not with everybody but the police and, of course, uh, the governor of Rivers State here in some week. So, that's just a situation that no one can actually ignore right now. It is making the news and we are just hoping that um, it doesn't snowball into another regrettable turn of events for everyone. We are a country that is struggling to get by and we cannot afford to have um, situations such as um, you know ethnic groups coming up with their own Malaysia and actually helping to create some level you know, disaffection and some level of violence which we are hoping doesn't happen. This country has seen enough, quite enough of um, conflicts already because you look at the situation quite clearly, you're going to find a situation where what needs to be done is to ensure that people are law-abiding. Now, if a comment from a certain person in government holding a key position is such that could snowball into... A sort of altercation if care is not taken it could escalate into something quite um, regrettable now let's step it all up now we're still talking about um, you know insecurity in the country the United Nations has retraced an earlier claim that 110 farmers were killed by suspected Boko Haram insurgents in Zambamari community in Borno state in the northeast of the country now, during the mass burial of the deceased farmers on Sunday, Boronu State Governor Bavangan told the journalists that 43 farmers were killed, and then that there might be more. Now, later on Sunday evening, the UN issued a statement which quoted the head of the UN system in Nigeria, Edward Calon, saying that at least 110 farmers were killed in the said attack. It claims that at least 110 civilians were ruthlessly killed and many others were wounded in this attack. So on Monday, the defense headquarters rejected the organization's claim, saying its troops counted 43 bodies, adding that a search for more bodies was still ongoing. Now, bodies of the slim farmers uh, before their burial, however, on Monday, the UN withdrew its claim that 110 civilians died, saying its initial statement was inaccurate. Now, the UN's head public information, Yves Sabak, said the earlier me- numbers quoted by Mr. Colon were not correctly sourced. In an email circulated to reporters, Sabak asked journalists to disregard the earlier statement. Please note, I'm quoting him now, please note the number of 110 civilians killed in Saturday's attack is an unconfirmed number, and uh, the correct version of the statement by the resident and humanitarian coordinator is the one published yesterday, uh, you know, on Relief Web and used on Ocha Nigeria's Twitter account, okay, it's actually a female, she said. In the first statement, the Humanitarian Agency, you know, to replay uh, the portion where it quoted 110 deaths with unspecified figure. Now the statement now quotes Mr. Colon as saying, tens of civilians were ruthlessly killed and many others were wounded in this attack. Now that only sounds, um, you know, better in terms of uh, going for the accurate information, but in terms of the scale of devastation brought about by that event the number doesn't change a thing when it comes to that but for the sake of clarity and of course capturing events and reporting events exactly the way they are i like to commend the un for thinking over that situation and doing that rebuttal which they did that's good even if it were just about 2 or 1 person that was killed by the Boko Haram terrorist, an ordinary Nigerian, a farmer, a rice farmer, trying to make a living, was killed. It would still be a devastating news to hear, I mean, so, that they are 43 instead of 110, like the UN thought, well, it's actually in terms of the scale of grief, you know, coming out of this, it, it, it is quite, um, you know, immaterial whether the number is actually 110 or 43 rice farmers as the corrected story now tells us now still on what do i tell you it's all insecurity everywhere so this particular story is also like a follow-up to the one you just heard the Nigerian Senate on Tuesday has called on President Muhammad Buhari to dismiss service chiefs over what it is as failure to secure Nigerians. The decision followed a motion by Senator Kashim Shatima to the killing of at least 43 members in Brunei State on Monday. Now, the Senate said the President should immediately replace the security chiefs with new ones. Furthermore, the Senate asked Buhari to aggressively negotiate with the nation's neighboring countries for multinational cooperation in order to strengthen the war against insurgency. It directed the Ministry of Humanitarian Affairs, NEMA, and the NEDC to provide succor and psychological support for the families of the victims. It also made a request for proper welfare for the soldiers guarding the nation at the war front, adding that proper resettlement and proper resettlement and support should be given to the families of the fallen soldiers. It urged the government, federal and states to address issues fueling insecurity in the land. You know, it's a sad tale, isn't it? But here talking about insecurity in the land, And we do have, actually, uh, you know, a retired general as the president and commander-in-chief of the armed forces of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. And you would have expected that this would not be the issue we are grappling with at this time. We thought it would be all over once he became the president of the country. But from what we are seeing, that's looking like a pipe dream now, isn't it? I think it is looking like one. Oh boy, what else can somebody say about this, except to just say, if the service chiefs are actually not doing well, I think it makes sense what the legislators are saying. At least I'm agreeing with them on something, finally. Yeah, they are not delivering the goods, you showed them the door. Don't make this look like there's a whole lot more about it that uh, you know that we should know. Whatever it is that is about it that we should know, you're not telling us, so we like to just assume it is what it is. But not firing the service chiefs and keeping them there when the records have not actually vindicated, you know, the, the justification to still have them on the job. It's something that I think the federal government needs to do something about this. The president should just let go. I mean, it doesn't matter whether these guys, are, you know, and, and him, you know, whether they used to hang out and have fun together. It doesn't matter. But right now, we're talking about lives and property of every Nigerian. And if you are the president of the country, the most important assignment that you have is actually to ensure that the security of lives and property. That's your number one job. Mr. President, and if, if these guys are the workers, right? that's right, that's talking about the service chiefs. Right now, they're not doing the job. All right, so the only sensible thing to do is to let them get the whatever out of the position, okay, and put some fresh bloods into it. And I'm sure that by now, Nigerians are beginning to see things a bit more in terms of the perspective of what is happening to insecurity. In the country, but you have to pardon me when I make references to you know the pre-Buhari, you know, administration. Security was bad then, but I guess it's a whole lot more worse now from what we've seen. Nobody thought that um, you know the new kid on the block, who is in his second tenure right now, nobody thought he wouldn't be able to sort this out from the kind of narrative that um, we are streaming out from. It's political cronings and allies you know it was suddenly like this dude was going to become our president and he's got the maddest torch and whatever it is he torches turns to gold you just need him to be there and this this nation is gonna be all right well what can I tell you <laughs> the nation is still not all right so what do we do if the city service chiefs are not doing well clearly they are not doing well do the netful, show them the door, uh, put some new fresh bloods in there, let them get things done. If they don't also get it done, you show them the door again. Put a new guy, put a bunch of new guys there. If they flop it, flop it again. Show them the door. The next thing you know, your your regime is over, and then the problem is passed on to the next fella that uh, is coming in. <laughs> Ah, oh, man, this is horrible, isn't it? All right, the, the very last story here I'm going to actually bring to you and to chat about is um, this rather sad story about um, 17 core members testing positive uh, to the coronavirus or to COVID-19 in Abia State, Southeast Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Now, the Abia State Commissioner for Health, Dr. Joe Suji, says 17 members of the National Youth Service Corps have tested positive for COVID-19. Osujiu stated this in an interview with journalists, added that the affected core members were found are at the orientation camp at Umunna Bende Council area. The further explained that the core members underwent compulsory testing on arrival at the orientation camp, where it was discovered that 17 of them tested positive for COVID-19. The commissioner said that seven of those who tested positive have been treated and discharged, two on self-isolation, five are the state isolation centre Omaha. Osuji expressed disappointment at the recent approach to COVID-19, stating that people are no longer observing the COVID-19 safety protocol in wearing face masks, while those who wear masks do wear it halfway. He warned that the pandemic was not yet over as the virus is still ravaging many countries across the world. The commissioner lauded the government for easing the difficulty in transporting samples of the COVID 19 test to Irua Edo State, State and Bakaleke State at the laboratory center at Oweri. Governor Kezik Miyazu established a molecular laboratory at Amantara General Hospital, Moai, as well as the Infectious Disease Hospital and Treatment Centre which is also in Aba, right there in Abia State. Now, that's not a situation to laugh about actually because if you think about it for a second, if you pay due attention to what's making the news out there, you're going to find that many of the um, developed countries, I'm talking about countries You know in the in what some people will say saner climbs i mean if if i join is saying that it's just like me now accepting that we are not sane in this climb. no i wouldn't say stay saner climbs. let me just say in the developed countries where you know their healthcare delivery system is head and shoulders taller than what we can even imagine right here in africa they are experiencing and bracing up for a second wave of infection the second wave of infection is already out there. The numbers are turning in already, and of course the countries who also have that same level of advancement in the medical system and of course all of those things you need to have if if you want to have a good and dependable healthcare delivery system in your country so those countries who have not yet, have, have they've not really had any pure case of um, a second wave of infection yet but they're all expecting it's going to happen at some point so they are getting ready for it exactly so what are we doing about it in this country how much can we do about it when we are a nation right now struggling with insecurity without security there is nothing It's, it's a very simple thing it's a very simple thing. It's a conjecture, but it's very, very simple. Without security, nothing else works. So that's how it is. And I'd like to share in the pessimism and anger of um, the ABF State Commission for Health. He's not happy that if COVID-19 safety protocols are no longer an issue with us. I mean, I have been out there in town every day and I don't see anyone with face masks anymore. That's a red signal, isn't it? All right, once again, I want to say thanks a lot for letting me think out loud or thinking out loud with Mr. K on Mr. K24 Radio. It was great, absolutely great having you for company and stopping by to check this out. Okay, if you want to see or want to hear some more, some other of my podcasts, audio podcasts, you can find them on anchor.com fm anchor type on on the search mr k24 radio or you type on the section where you have the icon you know where the roots discover you can type on this cover mr k24 radio voila all my audio podcasts they're gonna come straight up in your face and then you make a choice to listen to. <laughs> it's that easy, isn't it? So you can you can pretty much just listen to everything. It's all there for you. Mm. All right. Once again, my name is Mr. K. First call me the Cool K. And um, I want to say I'm out of here. But let me just quickly say this again. M-R for Mr. K-Y for K. 24 for 24 and of course radio so if you're looking for my podcast just type mr k24 radio and you are right there on the blog i'm out of here i gotta go because i'm out of time y'all y'all Mr. K24 Radio. Oh yeah.